What's up, everybody? This is episode one of the Unashamed Podcast, where we will be talking everything Bible and Christianity. Um, I am Zach Hefner. And I'm Melissa Mybuck. And today we will be talking for our first episode about the gospel. Um, I'm sure you've heard that word. Um, pretty much if you've heard anyone talk about anything Christianity, you're going to hear the word gospel. So we're going to be talking about the truth about the gospel, what it means, why it matters, and all that good stuff. So let's get started. So in the opening lines of Genesis, we're introduced to not only the creator of all things, but the main character of his own story. We're introduced to God, and we see how God creates all that we know today. Yeah. Um, and the big difference is we see that God creates the earth, um, the animals, the stars, the sky, and mankind, and all that he made was good. There was no corruption, there was no evil, there was unity um, among God, among his creation, and even among man and woman. And even more so, we see that man was made very good because he was made in the image of God. Yeah. And so in the opening lines of the Bible, we see that creation was made perfectly and God's, God's story um, starts in peace and tranquility. And so what we see God do is actually plant man, um, man and woman, Adam and Eve, in this garden called Eden, mm -hmm. and everything's perfect. Um, all the animals are there, and he gives them one command. He says, you can eat from any tree of the garden except for one, and that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They're not allowed to eat from that. So you would think that would be kind of easy, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat from any tree in the entire except garden one. except one. Right. You should be fine. But suddenly we get introduced to the serpent who can talk, right? That's not normal. Animals <laughs> can't normally talk. Um, if you can talk to animals, you should get that checked out. <laughs> um, <do> right. <laughs> and so we see the serpent come to Eve and the first thing he does is he starts planting seeds of doubt of God's word in her mind. Right. And he's like, yeah, he kind of said that, but did he really say you die? Doesn't mm -hmm. he just not want the best for you and all this stuff? And it kind of introduces us to the fact that sin and rebellion against God really starts but from questioning God's right. word and not thinking that his purposes and his plan is what's really best for you. Yeah. And we see Eve doubt that and kind of go through a whole thinking system of like, am I going to do it? Am I not? Yeah. And she eats the fruit, gives it to Adam who was with her. He eats it and man has fallen. Yeah. So everything becomes broken. They, their relationship with each other becomes broken. Their relationship with God becomes broken they start hiding from God, all this stuff. Of course, God knows what's going on because he's God. Um, and we see what is commonly known as the fall of man. And God comes to them and is like, hey, what, what happened? And they tell him and they start blaming each other and the serpent. They bring sin and death into the world yeah. through their one sin. And, and God has to do something about it. He, he curses the serpent for what he did. Um, he curses the ground. Um, now it's going to be really hard for Adam to work. Yeah. But he gives hope. He doesn't just stop by cursing everything and, and everything's doom and gloom. He says in, in Genesis 3, verse 15, it says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. And so what God's saying there is, yeah, everything seems lost now because everything is now broken. The perfection is broken. But what he's saying is that in the future, there's going to be someone that comes from the line of Adam and Eve to redeem that back to its perfection. And he's going to crush the head of the serpent and redemption's going to come and it's going to be back to perfection. 
And so from there, we kind of have this whole thing of who's going to be the seed. You know, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve thought it was going to be their first child, but it wasn't. Yeah. In fact, their first child killed his own brother. So that kind of didn't go well. But all of a sudden, the perfection in the garden's broken. And by the end of the third chapter, they're kicked out of the garden. What yeah. what was meant and purpose for them to to have that unity with God, that peace, and for them to actually be those um, image bearers of God and carry out his commands yeah. um, and live happily with God and in peace with each other um, is all of a sudden broken. And so they're kicked out of the garden and... Like Zach said, from there on, it's just this wanting to find the seed, wanting to find this way back to the Garden of Eden, and they fail. Yeah, and really from Genesis 4, basically, after the fall, all the way through to Matthew 1, to the beginning of the New Testament, we see this whole cycle of, first of all, man's looking for the seed, and it doesn't come as soon as they hope. (laughs) It comes much, much later. And it's this whole cycle of, God pretty much coming to man and wanting to bless man and claim them as his people and them rejecting God, rejecting his ways and kind of saying, eh, we're going to go over here and do our own thing. But then it doesn't work out. Man always comes back to God, begs for forgiveness. God is gracious. Mm -hmm. So he grants the forgiveness. He brings them back and he even creates this whole way for them to atone for their sins. Um, It's a big whole process laid out in Leviticus and all those other books that people usually skip when they're reading through the Bible. Don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, don't do that. But it's this whole process of atoning for sins and kind of making up for that by sacrificing animals. And so it's it's kind of a whole process of how can we make up for the way that we rebel against God? How can we reconcile the perfect relationship that we once had with him? And that kind of goes on, and, and God starts sending these men called prophets who are his messengers to the people. And their message is always the same. Repent and come back to God. Um, you're never going to be blessed if you don't come back to God. And But they all start talking about this man called the Messiah. And he's supposed to be the person who saves Israel, which is God's holy nation. And the person who's supposed to rule forever and be the perfect king that they can't find. And so we come all the way to the end of the Old Testament with this promise of the seed, this promise of the Messiah, trying to figure out who it is because we haven't found them yet, and really just trying to maintain hope because it's been so long since those promises have been given that they're trying to figure out when are they going to be fulfilled. And that's kind of how we enter the New Testament. Yeah. So in Matthew, we see the line um, continue from Adam all the way to Jesus. And I think the writer does that um, on purpose to show us that Jesus is actually that seed that we've been waiting for that the prophets had been talking about for all those years and finally he's here and the awesome thing about jesus is we see that his whole life from his birth was abnormal it was supernatural (laughs) he wasn't a normal kid (laughs) he was not a normal kid and that's so significant because that's where we we realize that he's actually the son of god he wasn't just made out of the power of man or the strength of man but he's the son of god and um, as he starts his ministry um, at the age of 30, he gets baptized right before he starts his ministry. And God claims him as his son when he's baptized um, by John the baptizer. Um, and he says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. That's where Jesus starts his ministry. He preaches the gospel of God. Um, he didn't come just to be 
a king uh, or to be served, but he starts to serve and he starts to carry out the plan of God. Yeah. Um, and the plan of God actually led him to his death because um, he says that's what he came for. And even his followers didn't quite understand that. Um, and back to the Old Testament, we, we heard that the offerings that the people had to make was to atone for their sins. And Jesus came to atone for those sins. He came to live the life that we couldn't live, um, that peaceful life with God. And he, he came to die the death that we were supposed to die because the wages of sin is death. Um, and so through the cross of Christ, he not only nailed the sin of the world to that cross, but three days later when he rose from the death, from the dead <laughs> he defeated death yeah. and he made it possible for us to believe and to be reconciled with god to once again enter in that unity and that peace with god um trying to do that in this world with this brokenness but then also for eternal life so really the most important and special thing about jesus's death was the fact that he served as the perfect sacrifice you know in the old testament when they sacrificed they were supposed to sacrifice unblemished lambs lambs mm. without defect and and perfect and so jesus was the ultimate perfect lamb the perfect sacrifice to atone for our sins mm -hmm. and i think that's what makes it so interesting is he never sinned mm -hmm. and he lived a life that no one else can live yet he was the one to pay for our debt and he's the one that bore our sins on the cross and so now after that he he rose from the dead and he told his disciples, he gave them a command and said, now go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in, my, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he basically just told his disciples just to go and spread his story. And that's what the gospel is. It's the story of Jesus mm -hmm. that he came down, he died for our sins, and we can believe in him and also be made alive like he came back to life in his yes. resurrection. And that life is not only now, but also for eternity. We can spend eternity in God because we can be in Christ now and also through eternity. And so that's really the story of the gospel that is. right there. Um, that's us pretty much summarizing it. Um, if you want to know more, go and read the gospels. John is a great gospel to get yeah. started with. Um, just read through it um, as much as you can as well as you can if there's things you don't understand um message us through our facebook page at unashamed ministries we'd be happy to help we'd be happy to talk yeah. to you about this because really this is the most important thing about christianity the gospel you'll find that we will always come back to the gospel the gospel is the foundation for everything we believe and really the foundation of life the gospel doesn't just enable us to have life for eternity but it enables us to have life now and yes, really live so as we were meant to and so in the next couple podcasts and the next podcast to come, we'll be diving more into different elements of the gospel, different questions of the Bible, um, kind of talking about what it means to be a Christian, how do you become born again, as we say, um, different things like that. So, so stay tuned, um, watch out for other episodes, yeah. and we will see you next time.